So what exactly is a customer journey map? It's a visual representation of the process a customer or prospect goes through to achieve a specific goal with your company. It's something professional marketers use all the time. Simply put, it's a way of identifying all the steps it took to turn a regular person into a customer. And big companies are constantly trying to understand the path people take to get to them. But small businesses hardly ever do this, and I think it's a big mistake. Stick around, and I'll explain why. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who can see when shown, and those who will never see. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for everyone in the middle. Hey everyone, I want to thank you again for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy a weekly marketing podcast dedicated entirely to chefs, restaurant owners, and marketing professionals working in the hospitality industry. Each week, I choose a different topic. We explore that topic. We pick it apart. Hopefully, we come across some useful insights, and then we finish up with an assignment. I leave you with a short, actionable task, just something you can do right away to start implementing some of the concepts we talk about here on the show. Because as I've said before, I believe information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. If you've been following along from the beginning, you'll know that each week I've invited you to subscribe to the podcast, maybe even leave us a review or a rating. But this week, I'm going to make a formal request. Uh, as I'm learning, especially in the early days of a podcast life, um, those ratings are, are the things that uh, that make or break a podcast. They, they help us rank higher in the search field, which is how we find our audience, uh, or rather, uh, that's how our audience finds us. So this is episode number nine, uh, and today we're going to talk all about something called the customer journey map. I'm going to explain the concept as it exists for most industries, and then I'm going to show you a few key ways in which uh, restaurants are different. By the end of the episode, I hope you will understand this concept. Uh, I hope you'll see why doing this exercise is so important, and I think, uh, I think you're going to see a couple of key ways to implement it um, into your business. To start, I want you to think about the people who came into your restaurant last night. All of them are now your customer, but there was a time when they weren't. In fact, there was a point when they'd never even heard of you. So how exactly did it happen? How did those people go from reluctant strangers to eager customers? I think there's value in trying to understand the path someone took to becoming your customer. Uh, the idea is that if we can understand it, we can uh, perhaps make the path more efficient, i.e. we can shorten the steps it takes uh, for someone to become a customer, or we can improve the steps so that people can become customers more easily. And so today I want to take a fancy marketing concept like a customer journey map, and I want to simplify it. Uh, most importantly, I want to make it understandable and actionable. As we've talked about in earlier episodes, the eventual goal of all of this is, of course, to drive revenue. As they say, butts in seats. As we've talked about, marketing is all about identifying which butts are most likely to sit in our seats. And I will keep saying it again and again and again. Marketing boils down to just three questions. What's the product? Who's it for? And how can you reach them? Of course, though, the next question is how do you measure that? How can you tell if you are, in fact, reaching your target audience? 
I, I think of the uh, the e-commerce world, which has it easy. Everything is handled online, and internet traffic is very easy to track. You can see immediately whether that Google ad drove enough traffic to be profitable. You can see right away whether the Facebook ad led to enough sales to be worth doing again. You find the things that work, and then you scale them. But restaurants, I think you'd agree, are a bit trickier. How can you tell exactly what prompted a couple to book a reservation at a specific restaurant for their anniversary? The reality is that it was probably uh, a variety of things that led to them making that decision. Uh, maybe they saw a picture on social media, or they, they heard good things about the restaurant from a friend, or they saw a write-up in a magazine, or a review in the paper, or saw the chef on TV. And who's to say which of those things uh, made the ultimate decision for them? My bet is they, they all had something to do with it. It was probably some variety of those. Um, I will take this opportunity to refer you to episode number seven, where we talked all about the importance of having a diverse marketing strategy. This is exactly why it is almost impossible to know which cocktail, which, um, which cocktail of things went into making someone's decision for them. So in trying to figure out how a customer became a customer, uh, marketers will lay out a customer journey map, or they'll work out a few different versions of a customer journey map. Most people break these down into five different stages, and the names of the stages will often differ depending on who you talk to, uh, but I'm going to give you my version. So stage one, discovery, stage two, research, stage three, hovering, stage four, commitment, and stage five, sale. So each individual stage will have different stops within it, different stops along the way, but those are the five basic stages that people will go through when, when they make a purchase or really a decision of any kind. I mean, for the sake of this episode, uh, let's first apply this idea to dating. So stage one is discovery. This is where you're first introduced to the person. This is where you come across their profile on a dating app, or you're introduced at a party, or someone tells you about a guy they know who'd be perfect for you. This is the period of time when you go from having no idea of this person to them suddenly being on your radar. Stage two is what I call research, and this is where you check them out on Facebook or LinkedIn, or you, you look through their dating profile, or, or maybe you ask your friend a few more questions about them. Uh, this might include those early dates as you're getting to know them, trying to figure out if there's something there. Stage three is hovering, and this is where you're pretty sure about things, but you just need to be absolutely certain. Uh, this might be when you go on vacation together for the first time or when you introduce them to your friends or your parents. Uh, this is perhaps when you move in to, to, to try it on and just make those last few checks. Stage four is commitment. In our dating analogy, this would be engagement. So you're, you're committing to the real thing, but trying out marriage uh, in this early stage of, of engagement. And then stage five, uh, stage five finally comes the sale. In our dating analogy, this would be the wedding. So this exercise is all about understanding how your customers find you, understanding the steps they took to get to you. Just like we did a second ago with the dating analogy, I want us now to consider these uh, stages in terms of other businesses, right? So you can apply this to any business, any um. Any service, any any decision you're making, right? We're obviously going to think of this in terms of the restaurant business, except I think with restaurants these days, we have two extra stages at the end, which I'll explain when we get there. So stage one is discovery. Uh, what are all the ways that people are introduced to your brand? Um, it probably happens through word of mouth. 
It probably happens through social media, either through your own restaurant's account, or more likely it's going to be a friend or a colleague who dines at your restaurant and posts a, a photo. Uh, and then your potential customer is seeing the photo there for the first time. They're being introduced to your brand for the first time that way. Uh, they might walk by the restaurant or drive by the restaurant. They never noticed it before and they suddenly do notice it. Uh, they might uh, be introduced to you through press that you've gotten, through a review or through features that are written about the restaurant or uh, on a listings page. What else? What are all the ways that a potential customer could be introduced to your restaurant? Next, we move to stage two, which is research. So someone discovers you, they find out about you, and then where do they go to learn more? So they're probably going to go to your website. In order to find your website, they're probably going to Google you. So uh, I've talked about this a couple of uh, weeks ago in a, in a past episode, but um, what happens when you Google your restaurants? I use the, uh, the fictional restaurant Burger Heaven in Chicago, right? I said it was going to be in Wrigleyville. So what happens when you put in Burger Heaven? What happens when you type in Burger Heaven Wrigleyville or Burger Heaven Chicago or Best Burgers in Wrigleyville? Uh, your customers are going to Put this, uh, they're going to run their own search. So it would behoove you to do the same, to figure out what your customers are going to discover. So they're going to Google you. They're probably going to check out your website. They're probably going to explore your social media feeds. So if that's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or all of them, or maybe you've got a YouTube channel, uh, maybe you're on Pinterest. Uh, what else are they going to do? They're probably going to ask around with other friends and colleagues. Uh, they might even call the restaurant or swing by one day or walk by on their way home. Uh, what else? What else are they going to do? How else are they going to learn more about your restaurant? Stage three, I call hovering. And again, this is where they're pretty sure that this is where they want to dine, but they're going to do just a little bit more in-depth uh, research. Uh, this is where they're going to check out your competitors. Before they absolutely commit to dining at your restaurant, they're just going to make sure that they're not making a mistake, that there isn't somewhere else better or more interesting that they might want to dine at. So they're going to they're going to look up menus and pricing and websites and social media accounts for your competitors. Whether they realize that they're your competitors or not, that's what they're going to do. Uh, they're going to confirm pricing. They will probably check uh, reservations. They'll see if there's even availability for the night that they're looking to dine. So I always uh, urge my uh, clients to think about what they're going to find when they go onto Open Table or Resi or onto Talk. Think about what other details that they're going to explore before they absolutely make the decision. Stage four is commitment, and this is uh, this is easy. This is where they actually move forward and book the reservation. Stage five, then, is the sale. This is when they show up the night of their reservation to the restaurant. They are seated for dinner. Now, most marketers are done when they've made the sale, right? We've talked about earlier, butts in seats. That's what we were going after, done. And that approach certainly works for other industries like retail, but I believe that the dining experience itself has a great deal to do with marketing a restaurant these days. So for my clients, uh, since we're dealing with the restaurant industry, I've added two additional stages to my customer journey map. Stage number six is experience. Stage number seven is sharing. Everything that happens during their meal, I believe, is part of how they will market your restaurant for you. The experience itself is the best way out there to market your business. So most of the other marketing tactics are about communicating to people what the experience will be like. But here you actually get to give them the experience. And then beyond that, what are they going to say about the experience? 
So stage number six is the actual experience. I want you to think about every step of service. When they're greeted at the front door, when they're shown to the table, what kind of reception do they get from their server? How well are they able to navigate the menus and the wine list? Are the servers knowledgeable? Are they hospitable? How is the food and the wine? How is the service overall? How is the food presented to the table? And how are the dishes cleared? How is the ambiance? What is the room like? And does the check properly reflect the experience that was had? Then finally, stage seven, I want to know what they're going to say about the experience and how will they say it? First and foremost, did they like it or not? Beyond that, did they get what you were going for? Will they be able to properly communicate to other people what kind of experience you're crafting? Um, will they be able to explain what you want people to know about you? In our digital world, we communicate visually so much more than we ever did before with pictures and videos. And the question is, are your guests able and or apt to share their experience digitally uh, via social media or text messages? Are you giving them opportunities to do so? So much of our business relies on social media and these days word of mouth happens digitally. I always say to my clients, uh, social media is the new word of mouth, but it's true for so many other things. It really just happens digitally these days. So the purpose of building a customer journey map is to identify all the potential steps along the way so you can better understand how to capture more customers. And you guessed it, for this week's assignment, I want you to build your own customer journey map. Here's how you do this exercise at home. First, I want you to take out a stack of post-it notes. You can do it on paper, but I think you're gonna see that post-it notes are, uh, are gonna be easier. So find a dry erase board or an empty wall somewhere. You're going to take seven post-it notes and label them for the seven stages. Stage one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're going to stick them to the wall. Stage one, all the way on the left. And then you're going to make a clean row all the way to stage seven, which is going to be on the right. About eight inches below that row of the stages, I want you to make another row, again, from left to right, where we start laying out each individual point in the customer journey map. I'm going to walk you through it. So in stage one, let's say the first point is they hear about the restaurant from a friend. Uh, they decide to look at their friend's photo on Instagram. And then the third point in stage one is that they then click through and visit the restaurant's Instagram account to look at other photos that the restaurant has posted. So in stage one, we're going to have three points, three separate post-it notes. Um, stage two, uh, maybe from the Instagram page, they're going to click through and check out your website. From there, maybe they're going to Google your restaurant looking for uh, other reviews and features, and you're going to figure out what else is on the internet about your restaurant. Point three here in stage two is they're going to check out maybe Yelp and TripAdvisor to see what other users have said, what other diners have said about the experience. And then point four here in stage two, maybe they ask some of their friends to hear if they've been to the restaurant and to find out what their experience was like. So now in stage two, you've got four points. In stage three, they're going to look up some other res restaurants uh, that are competitors of yours, other restaurants that are similar, because um, when they're considering a night out, they're maybe going to go to your restaurant or one of these other restaurants. Uh, they're going to compare menus and prices. And then finally, the third point in stage three is that they're going to inquire about reservations, maybe here and maybe also at your competitors. Stage four, this is where they make the commitment. They actually go online and decide to book the reservation or they call to book the reservation. Stage five is when they get dressed and actually travel to the restaurant. And then the second point in stage five is when they arrive and get seated. Stage six, this is again the actual experience. So they are greeted by the waiter. They get menus, they get water, uh, their cocktails are delivered. Uh, the menu is, uh, is explained, the order is taken. 
The first course arrives, it gets eaten, the dishes are cleared. The next course arrives, gets eaten and cleared. All subsequent courses are delivered, eaten, and cleared. And then finally, the check is paid and the guests leave. So there are a variety of points within the actual experience of stage six. And then finally, stage seven. Point one here, what's the customer going to tell their friends? Are they going to tell their friends ahead of time? Uh, because they're excited about the upcoming reservation or are they going to say something after the reservation because after their their actual dining experience because they want to talk about what they thought and they're going to share their opinion Uh, the next point is that they might uh, take a picture during their meal they might share them online either on social media or they're maybe going to text it to a friend Uh, number three are they going to log an online review Uh, i know this uh, reservation sites like open table uh, they'll send an auto-generated email that says how was your meal last night and they're um they're urging you to log a review Uh, so do your customers fill out their review Uh, do they seek out other sites like yelp or TripAdvisor? and then finally will they suggest the restaurant when a friend asks for a recommendation so this might be some point down the line uh, how do they handle that And that's the customer journey map, except we're going to do two more things here with this exercise. So when you look at your customer journey map, it's, you know, stuck to your wall here and you've got seven stages across the top and then you've got maybe 15 to 20 uh, individual post-it notes that map out the different points within the customer journey, right? So each little point. So on each post-it note, we're also going to write down how people are feeling for each of those steps. So when they check out your website, they're curious. When they arrive at your restaurant, they're excited. When they get dishes cleared, maybe they're nervous because of a spill and so on and so forth. I want you to do that for every single step. Once that's all done, we're going to look at all of the steps in the journey and rate them. Which do you do well? Which needs to be improved? And if you do a step particularly well, we're going to move that up higher. If it's just okay, we keep it right where it is. And if it needs improve it, we move it lower. So now you should have four rows on the wall. Across the top row should be all of the stages, one through seven. The row below that will be all the points on your customer journey map that you're doing well. The row below that are the steps that are just okay. And then the bottom row are all the low points, areas that need improvement. Armed with this, we start by first looking at the areas where we excel. What are we doing right at those points and how can that inform the other steps? Armed with those answers, we look to the points that need improvement. You gotta pull them up. These are potential areas where you are losing customers. For example, let's say you have a beautiful website with high resolution images, sleek modern design, it's got excellent user experience, it's compatible with mobile, except your Instagram page is bad. Well, if your potential customers are checking out your Instagram page first, they may never even click through to see your beautiful website. And this is perhaps where you're losing customers. So we want to improve this area. Likewise, maybe the experience of dining is really beautiful, but there are limited ways for people to share the experience visually. Maybe you need to add some drama to the menu, a dish or two that will photograph really, really well, that will get oohs and ahs, the the kind of dish that people will want to post on Instagram. Uh, Here's another example. Years ago, the French Laundry started giving away little muffins at the door on your way out. So this was back in the 90s, long before smartphones and social media. They knew people were having an extraordinary meal at the restaurant, but they wanted to make sure people shared their experience. Aha, they gave people a simple homemade muffin and told them, this is for your breakfast tomorrow morning. I hope you enjoyed your meal. This goes perfect with coffee. We'll see you again soon. 
So the next morning, people would do that, and one of two things would happen. Either number one, they were at their home, in their kitchen, and they were reminded all over again of the extraordinary experience they had the night before. Or number two, which happened more often than not, diners were staying in a hotel nearby because Napa is a big tourist destination. And as the people enjoyed their muffin in the lobby, it would spark conversation between them and other guests. So marketers talk all the time about making something sticky. You want to craft a step that will help it stick and will help it spread. This was how French Laundry did it. So we can do it digitally or you can do it organically, but I think you have to find ways to do it. So as we look at our customer journey map, we're systematically improving each link in the chain, making sure that we don't lose customers at any point along the way. Eventually, making it so that the customers we do capture have such a great time that they're going to help us market in the future by sharing their great experience. And by the way, this is an iterative process. You're going to go look back at your customer journey map a couple of times a year. You're going to go through the exercise, fix all the low points, and then watch for a few months. And then you're going to go back and do the exercise all over again. You're going to get better and better and better. And in the process, you're going to start understanding your audience and your business. So for continuing education this week, I'm going to share a video uh, that was on Moz.com. It's by uh, Carrie Bodine. Um, She's a a marketing consultant, and it's a great visualization uh, for how I like to do this uh, exercise with my clients. It's a 10-minute video. Uh, You can find the link in the show notes. Uh, It's a a video of her doing a version of this customer journey map on a whiteboard. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in. Next week, we're going to be talking all about the Digital Marketing Toolkit. So make sure to subscribe. Make sure you're notified as soon as the episode drops. If you have specific questions you want answered, uh, now's the time to drop me a message via the website. It's restaurantstrategypodcast.com. You visit the contact page, fill out the form there and submit it. Uh, I will get back to you. And if something's really good, I'll turn it into an episode or I'll answer it on the air. As always, I want to thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, I'll see you.